Welcome to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. Here's your host, Steve Deshera. Thanks, Andy. Welcome to another 17 Strong podcast. I'm Steve Deshera, along with my beautiful wife, Holly. Hi, babe. Hi, how are you? Good, good. So we have some special guests again with us today. So exciting. So we're excited to have with us uh, Louis Muscardi from Muscardi Physical Therapy, which yes. is where Ryan was uh went through pt yes absolutely before before and after surgery absolutely before even being diagnosed that's right because lewis was really a part of his testimony from day one so that's right so we're excited to have him and hear from him yes and then even beyond that is an extremely special guest she is near and dear to my heart her his daughter avery muscardi so hi avery Hi, Holly. This is Avery. (laughs) How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. So anyway, we're going to start with your dad, if you don't mind. Um, I want to kind of give you a brief um, synopsis on how we met. And basically, I had a friend um, named Mackenzie. Mackenzie um, did a boot camp, and I was participated in that. Mackenzie is a physical therapist who worked with Louis Muscardi. And um, I asked her some advice about Ryan, and I knew that there was something going on. So um, I asked her advice and if she would see him. And she said, certainly. Well, because of the location of it being kind of up in the groined area, she didn't feel comfortable. Um, same reason I didn't, because I was the mom. And so she called me and asked if Lewis would could take over. And I'm like, well, sure. If she, you know, if she works for him, believes in him, then sure, I do too. So anyway, that's kind of um, where we met. Um, I think, Steve, you went into the office with Ryan the first I did. time. I did. A couple of mm-hmm. times. So do you want to start from there? I mean, what 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 happened? Well, it was just, I mean, we thought it was a, a pulled muscle. And that's why, you know, we had originally thought that, you know, this is just something to do with the hamstring and and go on from there. And then we had the, uh, the pleasure of meeting with Lewis and Lewis, what did you see when you first uh, got in there with Ryan? So first when I met uh, Steve and Ryan, uh, just to kind of give a brief like history, um, Holly already filled you in a little bit about how uh, Ryan got referred to the clinic. Um, I saw uh, both Steve and Ryan, it was in uh, March of 2015, they came in uh, and he had a diagnosis of a hamstring strain. Uh, We talked a little bit about that as uh, he entered the clinic and as always, uh, Ryan was very like charismatic and uh, I mean, he just right off the bat, I mean, he was the early patient, there was no one in there and I felt the connection with him immediately. Uh, easy to talk to, um, just, you could tell, just a fun-loving kid. And uh, so, it, you know, we just kind of talked about baseball and uh, what was going on and how it started. Um, and he had explained to me that he was having this pain on the back of his leg. And definitely when he was squatting, sprinting, he was having difficulty at times playing shortstop. And uh, and the more like I we went through like just the evaluation process, I, I mean, I got a good idea of what I thought was going on, uh, where he was describing uh, the pain and the location didn't really correlate with a hamstring strain. So I, I continued to do a few tests. And then um, as I went into a little more like palpation, 
I realized, I mean, there was a, a significant amount of swelling uh, located more in the groin region or the adductor mm-hmm. uh, region, um, which to me, like was, a, you know, I, I looked at it and I said, okay, well, it still could be hamstring related, but it seemed to be not in that area. Um, and so that day we, I mean, really just kind of, I treated it as a strain and mm-hmm. I talked to both uh, Ryan and Steve a little bit about uh, what could be going on in terms of a muscle strain. And uh, one of the things that I haven't really like talked to you about, but I've mm-hmm. talked to Holly, I'm going to yes. like bring it up right now. Please. And this is kind of, yeah. this is kind of interesting, but I, uh, I mean, our clinic typically we're seeing uh, shoulder rotator cuff injuries knee replacements, and I have to take continuing education courses yeah, any uh, state, yearly. Yeah, any state license you need. Mm-hmm. And so actually that day, I was, before you guys came in, I get there super early, and I had signed up for a course on children with cancer, and I have no idea why I did that. Wow. I I actually was, I was going through a bunch of uh, classes, and I signed up for one. That was physical therapy uh, in regards to children with cancer. So it talked about several different like cancers. Uh, and by the next visit uh, that I saw you guys, mm-hmm. I was actually finishing that course. And the last segment of that course talked about Ewing sarcoma in kids wow. from 10 to 20. And so... Which is right where Ryan's sitting. Yes. And, and so it, it like, it hit me. I was sitting there in the morning, it was probably 6am and it was like somebody was tapping on my shoulder saying, you got to like say something. Cause I was, I was reluctant to, to come out and say that I thought that this may be happening. Sure. Um, and so the last page was actually a baseball player that had Ewing sarcoma in his leg. And so that day, <laughs> no, it's emotional. We get it. We get it. Anyway, so that day was the day that I told you. I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember I said, it like it was yesterday. We gotta, we gotta do an X-ray. Yeah, and an MRI. Yeah, and uh, so you got the X-ray done, which uh, I think you got it back really quick. I mean, it might have even been. Yeah, yeah because I think day. right right next yeah. door to your yeah. to your uh, clinic is a is where they did the MRI and yeah. well, X-ray. They did the X-ray first because I took right. Ryan and he was so irritated that he had to have this X-ray because he's like, I don't understand. It's not in my bone. I don't have this. I don't have that. But it was a process of elimination, and right. I think that that was part of it. So we just went through the motions because we knew that that's what we needed to do, and there had to be something that was going on, which you know. Obviously, you knew a lot more than we did behind the scenes. But, um, yeah, so walk us through that now we're talking third visit. Is that correct? Third visit, yeah. So you come. So you guys had come back in. I, we had that information now, except the lead covering, like during an x-ray, was obstructing what we could really visually see in that area. And so that day, I really actually got in there and, like, I, I mean, I – I palpated as much as I could and I put my hands like right on it. And I was like, this is definitely like abnormal tissue. There's something like contained here. I could feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and, uh, and at that point that was when I, I came to you and I said, we got to get an MRI. Yeah. And, uh, and so I know that you kind of took that, uh, at that point. And then, um, 
So as soon as the MRI was complete, I actually had uh, received some of the information from um, my secretary or office manager, Rebecca Whipkey, had sent that to me. And um, so we had an idea. At, at that point, we knew that uh, there was abnormal like, growth there and that he needed to be seen by somebody other than me. Um, and so that fourth visit is when you came in and I think I told you guys that we got to go in a different direction and you, right. I'm not sure if you'd already started that process or not, but, uh, that was kind of, well, where, we made some phone calls. As soon as right. you said that, I could see the concern on your face and, and we knew that, Hey, if this wasn't getting better here, you know, we need to go to the next step. So we had made some, some phone calls to some, uh, family friends that are in the medical profession and they got us into, um, Dr. One, Laird, Dr. Laird, one of the best orthopedics around. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it went quickly. I mean, it was, you gave us that mm -hmm. referral. It was an MRI and we were in with Dr. Laird within a matter of days. Yep. And, uh, you know, and that's when the first, you know, cancer word was used. It was during exactly. Dr. Laird's visit. Yeah. Um, um, at least that I was aware of. So, um, okay. I guess one of my questions is to you, Lewis is here. You have a 18, no, 18 year old kid. Yeah that's athletic, that now you're concerned. What's going through your head as a, not only now you've connected with this kid and that, but now as a physical therapist, how have, have you ever diagnosed or saw anything like this before? What's no, going through I'd, your head? I had never diagnosed any type of tumor uh, prior to this or been even like, it just, doesn't happen often where they come to the clinic. And one of the things like as a, a physical therapist that I think all like new grads, and even if you've been in the field for a while, there's a struggle with how much you want to, because we typically do not diagnose. Right. You're uh, not a medical and we're not, doctor. And, and, but at the same time, I feel that you have to, when you know something's not right, you need to go out on a limb and, and be willing to, to put yourself out there. Sure. And, I try very hard with the young kids that come in to explain to them that you're more than just a, than a physical therapist, that you are a provider that is seeing patients for an extended period of time and you're actually putting your hands on them and working with them. And yep. so sometimes you will feel something that somebody else does not see or feel. Mm -hmm. And it's important to be willing to say to the patient as well as right. the doctor that this may be happening right. because sometimes it's the first step in getting them the right absolutely. treatment. Absolutely. It's hard conversations to it's have. It's absolutely very hard. hard conversations. Yeah. And honestly, mm -hmm. we didn't go through the right steps because usually you do go to a doctor, then you get a referral for the physical therapist. I just knew Mackenzie. So I thought she could see it. So I realized that our steps were backwards, but honestly, you're not thinking an 18 year old is going to be diagnosed with cancer either. So no. that was my point too, of, you know, here you have this super positive, like you said, charismatic kid. Mm -hmm. And, and you're like, what the heck is going on here? You know, like, and it's, it's a hard, it's a hard situation. So now Ryan has been diagnosed with the Ewing sarcoma. So we went to UCLA. We had already had um, surgery mm -hmm. at this point. So, I don't know if Lewis has heard about 17 Strong at this point because during the surgery, when he woke up from that surgery is basically when 17 Strong was born. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that in a previous podcast. So now after he's home and he's trying to get rehabbed by you. And yeah. so what 
what is it? Do, is he the same kid? Is he, tell me about this. So he was always the same kid. I mean, he affected my staff, my clinic. Uh, I, he, he came in at, what I loved about him most is like, so typically we have elderly people in the, in the clinic and he would just come in and he had went through this, you know, the, the surgery, the treatment, and he came in and, uh, even though he, he said, you could tell he was out of shape and, uh, having issues with different musculoskeletal mm-hmm. like problems, just being weak. Uh, he was still hit the same Ryan. He came in, he like everybody that was there, talked to him, uh, and just really like uplifted the clinic, uh, every time he came in, which I loved, I Absolutely. loved having him there. I think anybody that like met him felt the same way. It was a, like a, an he, instant connection. Yeah. He just, uh, he, he would always, like I said, just kind of raise like the, I don't know, like the happiness like yeah. A, yeah. around him. Right. I mean, I people said would he just would work the room, always yeah. work the oh, room, yeah. and he'd make sure everybody knew who he was. He'd, mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. Yep. You know, whether it's that or just joking with somebody, he would always crack a joke or very mm-hmm. quick witted yeah. um, with patients and probably you. And um, so, yeah, he he had to go in there what two, three times a week, I think. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, so he so. definitely was. And you had seen him. I mean still playing baseball, even though he had that tumor in his yeah. leg. Yeah, so he so was, you saw him as a fine, healthy athlete mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. And then you see him after surgery uh-huh. where he's, you know, almost dragging a leg behind him because they took so much of that muscle out. Yeah. They took a, there was a, a big chunk that came out of there. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it a lot that it was like, a, I mean, really almost like the size of a softball slash maybe a little bit bigger. No, it was the shape of a football, football. and it was football. 10 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, and bigger than some babies. So yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So I mean, the always... pictures that they took that, mm-hmm. you know, when they showed us that thing, I, I couldn't believe that I was inside his leg. I mean, yeah. it was just massive. Yeah. And the way it was sitting was the, like the pointed part was mm-hmm. sticking out of the leg. So it obviously, you know, like the shape of the football. So it yeah. was really interesting how it was. Um, so thank God that it was, you know, it was a lump because how else would you have known, you know? Right. Other than, you know, something that's abnormal like that. Um, Okay. So I remember two very um, hard phone calls that I've got from you. (laughs) Um, I always thought, oh my gosh, Lewis is calling me. It's not good. So one, I remember very vividly, um, he called me. And do you remember this at all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh I looked it up this morning too. I kind of right. Oh, so you have show, yeah. he has chart notes. That he <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, like really, I don't have chart notes, but um, I do have a memory that I re- and tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm not even 100 percent sure. Is the first one was you were so concerned because I think he needed a blood transfusion. Yes, and you're yeah. like Holly, he's not himself. He needs you need to get him in. And Steve and I were battling this together because Steve's like, I don't think, I think he's going to be okay. We only have a couple more days and then da da da. And do you remember this? The mm, very first yeah. blood transfusion that we well, did. Well, because we were home and everything was directed out of UCLA. So it made it tough because we didn't have quote unquote, a local doctor. So he would have to go to the emergency room and the whole and it was a, And mind you, nobody knew what, you know, I mean, cause they didn't know what the right hand was doing or the left hand was, it was crazy. One of those things. So it was, um, it was a little bit more difficult or challenging being here. Um, and he would, he kept telling us he felt fine. 
You know, mm-hmm. he'd never want us to never tell us that I'm really feeling low energy or he would never tell us that. So as you saw him, what did you see different? Do you remember? Yeah. So, so Ryan came in that day and, and just like I said before, he would always come in very upbeat and excited about the day, regardless of, like I said, his condition. Sure. And that day was, was different. <clears throat> it was, there was definitely like a heat mentally and physically like didn't he wasn't himself and and i always would have like we'd have great conversations when i was working with him on the table when he was upright and i remember him struggling at the the bar to do like some real basic like squats and heel raises and we were talking i was talking to him about um just what he had done uh that day and prior, you know, yeah. what he had. And so he was, he was telling me that he was working out at the ranch and like out at the, the chicken coop. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I, I was like, Ryan, like, you got to realize, you know, like there's, I mean, you're super susceptible to infection and, yeah. and we were, so we were, we were talking about that a little bit and he just almost seemed like he was going to like pass out right there. Like he was like getting tired just doing the basic stuff yeah basic stuff and so uh as he sat down we finished you know i kind of talked to him about making sure that you knew what was going on but i i didn't want to go into too much detail with him and and scare him right and so uh later that day i remember i was actually at the soccer field with uh, my daughter and i called you from there Mm -hmm. and that was when uh, i just said i i feel that I mean, being neutropenic and white yep. blood cell count can be very low that he probably should should Get go checked. in. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it went from there. It did, because yeah. I think the next day it was, um, we were on it. Um, yeah, it was really interesting because we had nurses come in in the morning and they would check, you know, different, right. and it'd be super low in the morning. And then the next day it would bump right up. So, but that didn't happen this particular case. So we ended up in the ER and, um, and they did a transfusion and everything went well. It was, it was really good. Um, everything ended up really well, but the other phone call, this was another one that was a little rough. Um, I remember, uh, he had come out of surgery. He was having an area that was very hard to heal. Steve, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This little piece, of course, you got to remember, um, I never saw any of this because of the location of it. It's very close to his grind. So it wasn't something that I could look at on a normal basis at all. So I'm going strictly from what doctors see, nurses see, you know, Lewis, that you saw. So um, we knew this was going on. This was a uh, an issue. I think this was at the very, very beginning. Well, um, Lewis had... I think you had done some type of a, what did you do? So an do- exam of some sort? Yeah, I was, I was working on that area. And so he had radiation burn that like had, there was a little opening there. Um, and it was there early on. And then as I treated him, we were, you know, and said working in that area, trying to loosen it up. I, you could smell the, there was an the, odor. Yeah. The odor, um, which is, typically a sign for infection. Right. Um, and so that was what yeah, we talked we about. We had talked about that. Mm-hmm. And he had to go back in for surgery. And Steve, you could probably explain this a whole lot better than I can, because they had to roughen up those edges a little right. bit. And then it's just it because down. of the location where it was, it's, it typically stays moist and it wasn't allowing healing healing. Right. right. So it did get, it never got, 
completely infected, no, right. but we caught it at the right time. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, they, they put him back in for surgery. They cleaned it all out. They restitched it. And right. then they did a different kind of um, bandaging to try and keep that area drier so that it could heal. And eventually and it, it did. did. It, and did, it heal did. Yeah, it did. It was one of those. And actually that particular picture is on the commercial. Did you realize <sighs> that? That commer- that when when we show the oh. picture of him going into surgery, That's that is when he one. was the second surgery just to you know to get, it to get that one piece cleaned healed, up. Cleaned yeah. up healed. So anyway, um, the surgeon was Clark Kent. Yes, I remember him. Oh my gosh, how did I forget that handsome specimen? <laughs> just joking. It was awesome. But anyway, one thing I wanted to ask you was, did Ryan ever mention Seventeen Strong to you? No, 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 I never did. Mm-mm. So he was, um, he, I had a really hard time with having him. I wanted him to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you know, he loved to talk to people and in front of people. And he always had this thing about talking about 17 strong. And I don't know why I, he kept saying, I don't want to talk about myself. And I'm like, had nothing to do with you has everything about other people. You're giving to other people. That's, that's what you want to do. And it was all because of your personal experience, but Mm -hmm. it's interesting that he didn't say anything about that because he, it was, it was well established at that point, you know, not established, but we are going through our 501 C three paperwork and all that other stuff. So interesting. But I think that, speaks volumes of who he was i he was never about ryan you know he was and uh that's what i talked to the girls about it's like um it wasn't about him ever and i think that's what you see with 17 strong today absolutely and why we're so involved and i try to keep the kids involved because um and that's what people saw with him uh as he came through the clinic, it was, it didn't matter if you're talking about baseball or this or that, it was about everyone else, uh, mm-hmm. and how they support, uh, each other. And mm-hmm. I felt also with, when you just talk about, uh, the religious side, uh, that I think that he never, he was not that he was it wasn't a pushy thing, but you realized that like there was something larger than, than, Ryan or me or mm-hmm. that was right. involved and same probably with his like, right. foundation. I feel that it was something that like he knew where it was going to go. And, and that's wanna... something that's so important because people don't understand it's, it's about love. I mean, that's the greatest gift we have and that's what Ryan did so well is oh, love. He could you know? see through. Yeah. Hearts that no other person could see. And I never, I loved that about, you know, his character for sure. But um, yeah, I, I know. And he was always about the other person having it worse than him. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what blew my mind all the time. Even in the hospital. Oh, he, in the hospital. You know, he'd especially. be laid up and sick, but he'd want to go to the room next door and talk yeah. to the 12-year-old who was battling for his life. Or, you know. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And that's what and he wanted to do. the would set him up for, yeah. oh, I need you to talk to so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm thinking, um... He's not even wanting to get out of bed today, but you know, he'd go and he wanted you know, to do it. He absolutely, mm-hmm. he was all about it. So, yeah, it was always about somebody having it worse or somebody that you know he wanted to focus on somebody else. And so much, and you probably can contest to this is that he wanted to be treated normal. Yeah, 
treat me normal. Don't treat me different. Like, you know, and I think that those were the discussions that you and I had to have because Ryan just took it like with a grain of salt. Yes. So you and I had to have mm-hmm. some serious discussions. But he had those conversations with everybody. It didn't matter if it was his baseball oh, coach, a was... teacher, whoever. He didn't want to be treated different just because of a medical diagnosis. Yeah. He wanted to be treated normal. Yeah. And so many people want that. Don't look at me like I have the plague or right. like, you know, something's just treat me like a normal human being. Exactly. And that's what we forget to do. It's like you see somebody that's bald. It's like, oh, they must be sick. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. I'm bald. Yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to be bald. You're going to be bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to so happen. <laughs> yeah. Bald is beautiful. Yes. That's what we told Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Hair's overrated. But yeah. it's, it's so important just to treat people normal. If yeah. they're diagnosed with something, they, they have to fight it, but they don't want this, the sympathy or anything mm-hmm. like that. They want encouragement, you know, yes. they, they want to know that you're behind them. Don't, they don't want to be pitied. Mm-hmm. You know, right. do you have a favorite, a uh, favorite story of Ryan? Oh gosh, I got. I mean, I I have so many like stories that I can share, but probably probably one of the ones that that stand out the most uh, is so when he came back, and it would have been after he had treatment, and he was definitely like he didn't have any hair, um, and uh, he was. He was definitely overweight and he, he came in and he wanted to, he was ready to get back at it. And yep. he, he had told me like, he's, he's ready to go back to um, school. And I think it was uh, in January, he was mm-hmm. going to be going to college. Yep. Um, and so he's like, I'm, I want to like get back at it and be, you know, this, I want to get back to where I can play baseball at a, mm-hmm. a competitive level. And so we're in there and there was a, um, there was a Giants fan in there. Oh, and, gosh. uh, and so, so everybody, and I think most people know that Ryan was a, a hardcore Dodgers fan. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we were born and, Dodgers uh, fans. Yes. And so what I, what I loved about it was, you know, they, they started talking and they were kind of, and he, and I believe he had a Dodgers hat on oh, and, yeah. and then the other fellow had a Giants hat on and, um, and they kind of started talking about baseball and he's like, you know, you're kind of wearing the wrong hat to to really like make it to that like level. And, uh, and Ryan and him went back and forth for a little bit. And I just, I thought it was just like great. Uh, I mean, it was great conversation in, in the, you know, in the facility and then just how they kind of battled a little bit, but at the end it was, it was, you know, more of like a fun loving like conversation where you could just see they both kind of like met in the middle and they're like, all right, our teams are both like solid. That's right. You're going to be successful wherever you go. (laughs) And uh, so I, there was a lot of those that happened in the office and, uh, and outside like of the office when I did like meet up with them Mm -hmm. and I just felt like he was, he was one of those kids that, I mean, there was always something that came out of him that brought everybody in and, mm-hmm. and brought some humor, but yes, like there was that competitive side to oh, him yeah, and there was, sure. um, but he could, he could talk about anything and it didn't really matter where the conversation like started, but nope. we knew where it was going to end. Yep. Yeah, that was, Absolutely. So. That's so cool. That is so cool. Um, okay. Do you have any other things? for? Those? What would you, do you have any advice for anyone that's, you know, maybe starting to go through this or, um, they think there's something wrong, but they're not quite sure. And they're too scared to go to a doctor. Do you have any encouragement or advice for anyone like that? Yeah, I I think that, I mean, if there's anything that you think is not right, 
I think you should definitely, I mean, take all the steps to get in to see your primary care, whoever you need to like mm -hmm. get the ball, like rolling in the right direction and not be afraid of saying like, I, especially when you talk about the areas that, um, you might like see a tumor is not always something you want to go out and say like, Hey, I have it down like in my pelvic region. Uh, but I think you, as, for your own personal like health, you need mm -hmm. to like be upfront about like where it is and try to start taking those steps and uh, listening to your, listening body. to your body. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes it's hard to do that. I think that mm -hmm. especially dependent on location. Uh, so yeah, I think that that is the first step and being like open about like realizing that something is not right with mm -hmm. you. Um, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, we've said that it. time and time again on mm -hmm. this podcast and everyone we meet, you listen to your body, your listen body's going to gonna, body, be your gonna own tell advocate. you, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, for sure. and Those you have things. to be your own advocate. Yeah, it's so. true. It's true. But we're very thankful for you. We're very thankful for you being able to meet our son and to just yeah. speak into him. And I can't thank you enough because I feel like if somebody else was put into our life for that same reason, they could have prolonged this whole thing and really stretched it out to months and months and months. And I felt like everything lined up. And even though we don't understand why, you know, um, I'm super thankful for you. Well, Amen. And I'm, he's very good I'm too because I've been his too. patient too. Yeah, so in fact, yeah, I yeah. might need to go back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But we're going to go on more of a lighter note maybe. Okay. So we're going to mm -hmm. talk to Avery for just a minute. Um, Avery, tell us how old you are. I'm 14. 14. Okay, so tell me how Going old... on 28. I know, I know. I love that about her. But tell me when, um, how old were you when you met Ryan? So I was about nine years old when I met Ryan. Nine. You were yeah. nine. I can't believe that. That just seems <laughs> yeah. just crazy. Um, okay, so tell us, um, did you did some fundraisers um, mm -hmm. for Ryan in particular. So what? tell us about it. Just tell us what you did. So I just wanted to be able to help in some way because of all the stories my dad was telling me. So my friends and I, we decided to do like a hot chocolate stand to raise money for his foundation. And then we were going to donate it. So that was our way of being able to help. Yes. So, yes. And mm -hmm. I very much remember you had set up a table right outside your dad's yeah. office. And if you have ever been there, it's like a three, is there three stories to it or two? I think so. Something like two that. Two or three. Okay. And she went around to all the offices and she was literally delivering them to every office, you know, five, six cups. And um, Ryan was actually there that day. Do you remember Yes, that? I do remember. Is, is it was that, the first day I met him actually. And it was like really cool because I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing this for, like to help him. And oh my gosh. Yeah. I was just Okay. So, so what did you think? Because when you met him, he was not, he was sick. Mm -hmm. He had no hair. He was, so what, what, what was your, what did you guys, did you talk? Um, yes, he was super positive. Like I would have like never guessed he was going through this just because of his attitude. Like mm. he was a super happy person and Absolutely. it was super inspirational for me to see that. That yeah. like, no matter what you're going through, like if you have a good attitude, like it can get you through anything. She said the number one thing, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Mindset is everything. Yep. That's what we yeah. say. Attitude is everything. And that was Ryan's. He, mm -hmm. he was so, I have to, I had to learn from him sometimes because sometimes when you get, you know, news, it's not always good, but mm -hmm. he would always turn we it around. We still have to learn. Yeah. That, that is something every day. Everybody needs that, to learn that. That you, you have know? to deal with. And um, he was very... 
he was so good at that. So, and, mm-hmm. and of course he was, I remember too, cause you had done a couple other ones prior to the one in front of your dad's. Yeah. We have, we had done like lemonade stands in our neighborhood, gotcha. just like small little fundraisers. Like our neighbors would see us and just help donate for the cause. And it was just really cool to see them. It coming was out. amazing, Avery. And I do, I do remember the manila envelope with all the coins and all the <laughs> and I'm like this is what it's about mm-hmm. I remember I want you to know how much that blessed us because it was it was just raw of mm-hmm. all those you know donations and 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 you know notes and notes. Yeah. it was so it's so when you're in a situation like this anything like that makes such a huge difference it made mm-hmm. huge difference for us so I thank you for all of that and um I wanted to know, um, I've heard through the grapevine that you've done um, some school projects or mm-hmm. school papers yes. on Ryan. I have, actually. So in religion class, we have um, had to write like papers on people who inspire us or just we look up to. And I think I was in about eighth grade. And um, I remember my religion teacher saying, you know, someone that exemplifies like how God wants us to lead our lives. And immediately I just thought, you know, Ryan. So that's what I wrote the paper about. And it just really helped me reflect on his life and learn so much about him. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's, I knew a little bit, which this is a little hard for me. But Remarkable. Um, and what are you now? A senior in high school? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she just started high school, didn't you? You're a freshman or a sophomore? Freshman. Freshman. Oh freshman already. Wow. Okay. Well, that is super, um, that as a mom means so much. I mean, it just, um, cause you raise them, but you don't know what happens outside of that. So that really mm-hmm. inspires me. And I hope it inspires other people out there that, you know, he lived his life to the fullest, even though it wasn't a long life. Anyway. Um, sorry. Um, Avery, you're also involved in 17 Strong, and I yes. love that. I mean, after she... She's she our does, number one poster maker. <laughs> she is. She, she's made posters for us. She's um, helped us when, with our merch. Right. She's um, sold things for us. And and are you... Are, is 17 Strong... What do you think about 17 Strong? Because you know that we did not found this. This is not what we intended to do. So I want to know, like, from a 14-year-old's mind and what you think and, and why you want to continue to be involved. Mm-hmm. So I want to be continue continuing to be involved in this program because I think it's such a like important thing that we're helping like other people and like helping them get through hard times by like putting in our time for them and 17 strong is just like really helping other people like going through hard times and I think that's super important it is and so and like I said it means so much to them because they they see it they know it and Mm -hmm. and you're so good at it and you're always so willing to help us and I love getting text messages from Avery and just saying hey is there anything I could do to help you and you know and I do appreciate that because there's times Mm -hmm. where I'm I'm thinking oh my gosh I gotta make these posters and then I'm like and it's always super fun too like we always have fun I love well you're very creative I will say (laughs) I, I don't have that that gene. That, that creative gene. Exactly. Yeah, no, I understand that. Is there anything that um, you want to add or you want to say to somebody that, um, I don't know, maybe just about Ryan or just about, you know, something that um, makes you continue or, or to inspire you? What, what, what do you, you want to tell us? Um, I would just say, you know, like, 
coming from the point of like seeing Ryan go through this, I would just say, you know, never give up and don't let the things in life that like want to put you down, put you down. Like, don't let it hold you back. Just keep pushing. And, you know, you can you can overcome anything. And Absolutely. attitude really is everything. It's so true. That is so is well everything. said. <laughs> so well I said. Even, I can't even take it. This is so hard for me right now. But um, I, I'm very grateful for the Muscardi family. Um, they are they're just they're just our backbone that helps yeah. us get through. And Amazing um, people. I know. We are extremely yes. Like, we love being part of the Tashira family as well. So well, and you I are, feel because, like blessed that yeah. I was able to meet Ryan and he connected yep. us to you. That's and, it. That's it. There's so. got to be a reason for that. That's the way I think of it. Because otherwise, it, you know, and, and I don't understand why life is the way it is we never will and i won't understand it but so. you and your wife have done an amazing job raising these kids oh, i love mean them. And we're avery you lucky also have to a have sister them. i do yes yeah. and how old is she skylar um she's 11 she's, she's 11, 11. Yes. so she's a little sister yeah yeah so um yeah so they're all pretty much involved and help out so it's awesome yeah. But super thankful. With that, thank you both for being here. Thank and you thank for you having guys us very much. Thank you for your service, Avery, to thank Seventeen you. Strong in the community. My pleasure. And uh, Lewis, with your work at the physical therapy office, it's Muscardi Physical Therapy, located in Pismo Beach, California. Pismo Beach. And if anybody needs a great physical therapist, oh, uh, yes, Lewis is the one I go to. So hundred percent. But with that, we're going to wrap up another 17 Strong Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And remember, attitude is everything. You've been listening to 17 Strong. Victories don't come by accident. To be part of the show, make a donation, or request more information, go to 17strong.org. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-E-E-N strong.org.